Hi, my name is Sherelle. Hi, my name is Aisha. And we just want to welcome you to the Living Water Christian Center Church. We are glad for you to join us today. We hope that you enjoy the word and the worship this morning. Please like, subscribe, share, and comment. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, we thank God today. Praise the Lord. Gloria in Excelsis Deo. Glory to God in the highest. He's worthy of all the glory and all the honor, all the praise, all the sacrifice, the worship, and, and service, and anything we have to render. He's worthy of it. We thank God today. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for being our God and our Father. We thank you for hearing us as we pray. And we celebrate you during this holiday season. We celebrate you during every season. And we thank you for all that you're doing for us. We ask you to bless us this day, bless the hearers of your word, those who are viewing this broadcast today, and we ask that you touch our ears, teach us to listen, and touch our eyes that we might see Christ. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. We thank you for joining us today and for allowing us to come into your home uh, while Pastor Faison, and we're at the Living Water Christian Center Church here in East Orange, New Jersey. And we continue our Advent series. Um, this is the fourth, it's the fourth message, I believe, in our Advent series. And we want to do a quick recap, just a quick recap. You know, the, um, the Bible says in, in John chapter one, the Gospel of John chapter one, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, right? And so we understand that Jesus the Christ existed long before he was born in Bethlehem to Mary and Joseph, his um, earthly father. So he existed and he was already God before, before the Christ child was born. And the scripture also says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld this glory as the only begotten of the father, only begotten of the father, only begotten of God. Begotten means that he was direct descendant from God. Like when you look at the genealogies in the, um, Old Testament, New Testament, it says, especially in the King James Version, it says, this one begot that one, and he begot that one, he begot that one, means that he fathered, physically fathered these descendants. Amen? So we thank God for that. So, uh, what, so what happens is that also in the beginning, in Genesis chapter 3, Father Adam sinned. And sin came into the world, came into not just the world, but creation. Right? Everything changed when Father Adam sinned in the garden. Okay? And so sin is a problem that had to be dealt with. But thankfully, God had a plan already set up because from the foundation of the world, your salvation and my salvation was planned out and was locked in. It was already set up. And so what happens is sin is an issue and sin has to be dealt with and the only way to deal with sin is through death. The wages of sin is death. The soul that sins shall die. That's right. However, God has planned something out and he, and he put his plan into action and it works for you and for me and for anyone who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. See, here's the problem. God has to fix the sin problem himself. He didn't commit the sin, but he has to fix it, okay? And, um, and he had to fix it as a man. Hear what I'm saying? Because man's sin, a man has to get us out of this problem. 
When I say man, I'm talking about a human male person, right? Because the human sin, the human has to fix it. And there's no human available who can fix it. And God became, the, the word of God became flesh. Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us so he could fix the sin problem. And he fixes the sin problem by living a godly, sinless life. By being the Lamb of God, or God's Lamb, as John the Baptist puts it, and by sacrificing himself, not suicide, but allowing himself, yielding over to death. The Philippians chapter 2 says, um, the death of the cross, even the death of the cross. So he yielded himself over and made the sacrifice for sin. Okay, according to Hebrews, um, the writer of Hebrews says that there's no more sacrifice. There's no, no sacrifice needed besides what Jesus Christ has done. He's the perfect sacrifice. He's the propitiation. He's the substitute for our sin. See, if, if, if you and I died for our sins, that still wouldn't fix it. We would just die and go to judgment. Mm -hmm. But because Jesus Christ died for our sins, and because he was risen again on the third day, um, and because he went through all of that, you and I, all we have to do is believe in him. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved. All right? That's what the scripture says, and that's the truth. That's the truth of God's word. Because he has done all the work for our salvation. He's done all the work. And we said it before, uh, we, we think of it as being free, but it's actually prepaid. Amen. You know, the stuff you get for free, somebody paid for it somewhere. Right. right? And this salvation is paid for by Jesus Christ, the righteous. Mm -hmm. And so he who knew no sin became sin that you and I might become the righteousness of God in him. So through him, I'm righteous. All right. Now, I may have some family members that disagree with that. But through God, through Jesus Christ, I am righteous. Yes, I am. And if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're righteous too. Amen. Yes, you are. Amen. And so we thank God. And the scripture also tells us that if I confess my sins, right, or even my sin nature, that he is faithful and it's his righteous judgment to forgive me of my sins. How about that? Confess your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive you your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. I dare you to stand before the judge of America, I mean the judge, the natural judge, whatever court you're in, and just confess you did wrong. And he just said, okay, you confessed it. That's a good thing. Now you're done. Go your way. You're free to go. All we need is confession. You made a confession. You're free to go. That's not going to work in, in this court system. But in the righteousness of God, right, and because of what Jesus has paid the price for the, the sin and made and did the judgment and did the time for it, all you gotta do is confess. Mm -hmm. Just confess. It sounds simple. It sounds too easy, but that's what it is. But you religious folk, you want to go through all these rituals and rites and problems, and you want to do your time and stuff like that. I just want to get off. I just want to be let go. So thank you, Jesus, and go on my way and go and sin no more. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. 
Okay, but here we go. So we're recapping this. Now, so 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 down through the years, God has promised the, the people of God, He promised Abraham and the patriarchs that He told Abraham that the, the whole world is gonna be blessed. All the nations of the world are gonna be blessed through you, through your seed. More than just you being a great father and having all these descendants, but the nations of the world is gonna be blessed through you. He told Moses that I'm gonna have another one like you. I'm going to have another leader, another ruler, another one like you, another prophet like you. Right? He told Moses that. He told David that you will always have a son on the throne. That you always have a son on the throne. And David said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit on my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Right? So David recognized that one of his descendants would be his Lord. <laughs> How about that? One of his descendants will be his Lord. David understood those things because he being a prophet also. Right? And so, and, and the Lord is speaking. Um, the Hebrew says that in the old days and in various times, God spoke through the prophets, but now he's speaking through his son. Mm -hmm. He spoke through his son. And I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that even today, he is speaking through his son. When he speaks through the church, you and I, the witnesses and testifiers of Jesus Christ, he's speaking through his son. Amen. Amen. And so we have here, we have here, when we go to the Gospels, we have the angel of the Lord visiting with Zach and Liz, Zacharias and Elizabeth, the priest and his wife. They speak through him. They visit with him. You know the story. And he says, you're going to have a son in your old age. <laughs> yeah, yeah your, your wife is very old and you're old too, but you're going to have a son. You're going to have a son. And you know what happened. Zach questioned it, and he got, he got disciplined for it, and he had to be mute for the whole nine months, not able to talk because he doubted what the angel of the Lord said. Mm -hmm. But it came to pass. And when John the Baptist was born, and all the things that the angel told Zacharias came to pass, and Zacharias worshiped God and prophesied and, 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 and did his um, soliloquy, and did all that, and John was a great man of God, and he's a forerunner of Christ. Mm -hmm. The same angel shows up on Mary, shows up at Mary's house, and says, you're blessed, and you're highly favored, and you're going to get birth, the word is birth, you're going to give birth to Messiah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she says, wow, how can this happen? I haven't been with anybody, honest. No, no, I haven't been with anybody, mm -hmm. right? And, and the angel says, the Holy Spirit's going to place this, I'm paraphrasing right now, y'all. The Holy Spirit is going to place the seed in you. Pop. Go put that in you like that. And you're going to give birth to Messiah. You're going to call his name Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she celebrates it. And even now, your cousin, your elder cousin, is pregnant. She's six months pregnant. And Mary goes and spends the time with Elizabeth. And the same angel shows up, or an angel shows up with Joseph in a dream. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Joseph is sedated when he gets the information. Shows up to Joseph in the dream because Joseph is saying, whoa, she's pregnant. You know, because Mary goes spent three months with um, Elizabeth and comes home pregnant, y'all. Mm -hmm. And so that's a little troubling. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. And you're going to tell me an angel did this? Or the, the Lord is the, you know, that, that's something to deal with. Right? And, you know, even though he trusts Mary and knows it's true, and he understands that God can do anything because everything is possible for God. Right? You know, he still has a problem with it mm -hmm. because he's a natural man. Mm -hmm. 
But being a just man, he's considering how he's going to get out of this marriage. Right? And how he's going to get out of this marriage without causing her a lot of embarrassment and trouble. And so while he goes to bed with a whole lot of stuff on his mind, you know, the angel of the Lord appears to him and says, don't be afraid. Take your wife. What she has is from the Lord. And she's going to give birth to the um, Messiah. And you're going to call his name Jesus. He's going to save his people from his sins. And Joseph ups and does exactly what he was told to do. Mm -hmm. All right? So now you get a word, another word. This time you get a word from Caesar. And Caesar says, all y'all go home. Go to your place of your ancestry and be registered. We're taking a census. You're going to pay taxes while you're there. And let me read this verse of scripture to you from Luke chapter 2, verse 4. And Joseph went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judah, Judea rather, <coughs> excuse me, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. By the way, Joseph is a direct descendant, just like Mary. Both of them are direct descendants of David. <coughs> Excuse me. Actually, which means they're cousins. But they're not close cousins. They're not like first cousins. All right? It's okay. It's okay, y'all. They're, they're cousins. You know, because they're direct descendants of David. Anyhow. No, 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 don't, don't do it. Don't even think about it. Don't, don't look at your relatives and say, oh, no, 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 don't do it. All right. To be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife. Remember, see that term, betrothed. You know what that means? It means they're married, but that marriage is not consummated yet. It's official. It's a commitment. And it's legal. But they have not consummated the marriage. Who was with the child? So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, all right? And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. I want to show you a little image. You know, um, when we think of the trip from Jerusalem, I mean, from Nazareth to Bethlehem, it's about 90 miles. It's about 90 miles. We're going to show you this image of the map. Okay. And um, so I'm going to read this little blurb here. They had to travel 90 miles to the city of Joseph's ancestors, south along the flatlands of the Jordan River, then went over the hills surrounding Jerusalem, and on into Bethlehem. It was a fairly grueling trip, you know, and so we have we have this image of, of Joseph and Mary, Joseph walking and Mary on the donkey, which is probably accurate because it's unlikely that he had a horse or a carriage or something like that. Now, it's, it's about, it's a, it's a 90 mile trip. Now today, you could, they have tours and you can make that same trip. You can make that same walk um, it's called a um, it's called the Nativity Walk, right? And it takes people today about eight to ten days to walk it. Okay, so if you want to go to Jerusalem and you want to go to Israel, you want to take the walk. You can do that. 
It takes about eight to 10 days for you folks who are healthy enough to do that trip. Okay, I'm sure it takes, it probably take them longer than it took Joseph because Joseph's probably in better condition than these Taurus. Anyhow, so, so, but she's with child, man. She's great with child. She's about to have a baby. And because this is the government says you better get yourself down there, they had to go. He couldn't, he couldn't appeal this. He couldn't say, but my wife's about to have a child. We can't go yet. Uh, let, let us go in a month or two. He, there was no appeal. He had to up and leave his business, his home, and take his wife and go all the way to Bethlehem. Okay? So think about this. So all this is done to fulfill the scriptures. Because the scriptures said that Bethlehem is going to be the place where the Christ child is born. And because there's so many travelers, there's no room in the inn. Now, the inn is a crowded place anyway. It's not like a hotel that you guys go to today. It's not like a bed and breakfast. We're talking about an inn. We're talking about a place, maybe a room, where everybody sleeps together. Remember that phrase? Um, well, you don't remember because you're too young. Um, good night, sleep tight, don't let the bed bugs bite. All right? That's a phrase that started somewhere in the 1700s because the end in the early America was like that too. So you got this big room where everybody's sleeping together, okay? And, um, and of course, there was bed bugs and stuff like that too. Oh. But, so you got this room where everybody's, but there's no room for this couple. And there certainly is no spot in this end to have a baby. So they, their end, what, what could be the equivalent of a barn, probably a cave, you know, where they kept animals, and, the, and once the child was born, you know, they laid up in a feeding trough, you know, a little, little feeding trough, uh, you know, away in the manger, no crib for a bed, you know, they laid the baby in the feeding trough. But what are we saying? We're saying all this is done to fulfill the scriptures, all this is done to bring Christ into the world, all this is done so you and I can be saved today because we need the Christ Jesus. We need him to come as a man, fully human, fully divine, and in his humanity, he has to work and suffer and give his life so you and I can be saved today. That's what we're talking about here. Okay? And so we talked about that good man, Joseph, last week. And we understand that he's a good man because he followed God and did exactly what the Lord told him to do. And plus, he loved his wife. He loved the baby, too. Okay? And so these things have, these things have to happen. Now, more things than this happens as well. Because around the same time, the wise men or the magi from the east get the word that Christ is born. And it's going to take them a few years to get to the place where Jesus is. Okay, and then there's other events that's happening around there, and you know we're going to talk about the shepherds, and we'll we'll talk about the angels, we'll talk about the shepherds, we'll talk about how Mary celebrates Christmas. Okay, we'll talk about these things, but we just want to remind you that all this is done because God had to fix it Himself, and God had to do it as a man. Only He could fix this. 
right? And I don't want you to believe that this was like, well, since Adam sinned, I got to come up with an idea of what am I going to do. You know, the Lord doesn't scratch his head and try to figure out what to do. It's already laid on. He knows everything. He plans everything out. He knows the salvation, your salvation, and your calling, and your election has been from the foundation of the world. He knew, he knows who was going to say yes to Christ. He knew beforehand that you would say yes, you believers, that you who are the believers will say yes. That you would ask to be saved, and he set it up for you. And he made arrangements all ready for you. See, the cool thing about this, that people have to understand that you have already been accepted. You have the invitation. Your invitation is your acceptance to salvation. And the invitation is going out to all people. It's not God's will that anybody perish, but that all people come to repentance. That's his will, that all people come to repentance. And guess what? If everybody who exists come to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ, he will save every last one of us. He has capacity to do it. But unfortunately, people reject Jesus. They reject God's love. They reject the gospel. They reject the truth. They suppress the truth in unrighteousness. That's what it says in Romans chapter 1. It says that they hold it down. That means they suppress the truth. And you know, and see, here's the problem. Folks know, you listeners, you believers, you unbelievers, you know that this is true. You know that God is real. No matter what arguments you make, you know it's real. You know he's real. You know that this is true. And you know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And you know that you must be born again. In other words, you must come to faith in Jesus Christ and have a spiritual birth as well as your natural one. And you know these things are right. But for some people, and we used to do it ourselves, we suppress the truth, we hold it down, and we say, no, no, not yet. Or we try to figure out another way. Mm -hmm. And when I try to figure out another way, that's how all these religions are, figuring out another way to explain my existence and to explain what's going on in the world and to explain our background. You know, we try to explain these things away when we need to go directly to the gospel gospel of Christ. That's what we need. You need the gospel. Mm-hmm. While we celebrate the holiday season, you know, and um, we have Thanksgiving already and Christmas time is here and I understand it's, it's uh, commercialized and it's, you know, and you got the songs and the lights and the food and the candy mm-hmm. and all that stuff and you know and, and while we're doing all while those things are going on, while we're doing all that stuff and we're giving gifts and exchanging gifts and while we're doing all that, we need to consider Jesus. Mm-hmm. And none of this stuff would be possible without him. Amen. Okay? It's not to see, it's not about the big guy, it's not about the reindeer, it's not about Frosty or any of those characters. Amen. It's all about Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God, mm-hmm. who died for my sins and was risen again on the third day. And of course, he had to live a he had to live a human life before he could give it, right? Mm-hmm. That's why this is so miraculous. This is why it's so special, right? That that the virgin would give birth to a child. Mm-hmm. Because if he was Joseph's son, if he was Joseph, if Joseph was his biological father, 
He could not be the Christ. He would be the son of Joseph, like his brothers are, which is okay too. But we need the son of God. We need the son of God. We need the Christ. And only the son of God can be Christ. Now, there's a religion that will tell you that God has no sons. <laughs> but guess what? He has, a, he has an only begotten son, and he has a bunch of adopted folk like us. Amen. That's right. The scripture says that, that what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God, the yes. children of God, right? Yes. You know, it says, therefore, the world does not know us. The world doesn't recognize us for who we are. Because they don't recognize Christ. They don't. They don't recognize you. You just might be the co-worker, the neighbor, the cousin, whoever you are. You know, you're, you're a nice guy, you're a nice gal, you're okay, you stay out of trouble. You know, but I know your past and stuff like that. They don't recognize us. They don't acknowledge us, okay? Matter of fact, they try to unacknowledge us, if that's, if that's a real word. But anyhow, it says here, and it does not yet appear where we shall be, but when he appears, <laughs> we are going to be like him. And we're going to see him as he is. Listen, when Jesus appears for you, either individually or when he raptures the church out of here, you're going to see Jesus as he is and you're going to be like him. You know what that means? That means that the information that he has, you're going to have. The body that he's existing, you're going to have a body like that. And the knowledge that he has, the, the, the fear, the, the, not fear, the, um, the absence of fear, you're going to have that too. And the everlasting life that started while you're here on earth will continue wherever you are. No wonder they sing that song and talk about glory to God in the highest. You know, the highest is not an adjective in the song is a place. Okay? The highest is heaven. That's the highest. You know, when they talk about the highest praise, give God the highest praise, that means that that's how they praise him in heaven, with the hallelujah. It doesn't mean that saying hallelujah is higher than anything else. I mean, if that's the case, the, the highest praise would be your lifestyle. But it means that's how they praise him in heaven. So we're going to be praising him in heaven too. We praise him here, and we'll praise him there. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. But here's what we're saying, folks, is that come to Jesus. If you haven't done already, come to him. He's come to you, and he wants you to come to him. He's put the invitation out. He's put the invitation out to all people. He's made it available to anybody and everybody who will say yes to him. And we encourage you to say yes to the Lord. Say yes to God. Come to faith in Jesus Christ. And see, the cool thing about this is that you don't have to prepare yourself to do it. You don't have to get dressed up. You don't have to get cleaned up. You don't have to make yourself ready. You go to Jesus the way you are. You know, I've said it before. Yeah, you don't even have to be sober right now. You don't have to sober up to come to Jesus. You don't have to be, you don't have to be well. All right? You come to where you are with all your stuff. All your stuff. You know, whatever you have, you bring all your sin, because he can handle it. You bring your um, disappointments. You bring your hurts. You bring your pains. You bring your diagnosis. You bring all that stuff to Jesus. And Jesus will accept you with all that stuff and work with you. 
he'll do it. He will do it for you because he's made a way and he paid the price for everybody's salvation. Even yours and mine. No matter what your background is, no matter what you've done, no matter what they say about you, <laughs> Jesus saves to the utmost. Jesus saves the Bible, the songwriter says. Well, the Bible says it too. Amen. So you can have this faith in Jesus Christ just for the asking. We're going to pray. We're going to pray a small prayer. And if you want to come to Jesus, just pray this prayer with me. Real easy. As long as you believe on him, that's what matters. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We ask you to forgive us of our sins and come into my life. Save me from my sin and, and the judgment that I might live with Christ rest of my days. Thank you for it even now in Jesus' name. Praise God. We thank God today. We're so grateful to be here with you. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, if you trust in Jesus Christ, salvation has come to you. Now listen, it may not feel different. <laughs> and you're going to look at your hands, your hands will not look new. I don't care what the songwriter said. Right? But you have become a new creation in Christ Jesus you become a son or a daughter of the living God. And your life has changed and things will start changing for you. And we just encourage you. Um, we encourage you to be in a Bible-believing fellowship. We welcome you in our fellowship. If that's not possible, we want you to be in a Bible-believing fellowship where the Word of God is being taught. You need the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We thank God right now. I'm going to ask Pastor Linda to come that she may greet you. And we thank God for your attention. Please stay safe. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We thank and praise God for uh, the word, um, a rich word. Amen. Um, just uh, putting together what God did, he wrapped himself up in human flesh for us. Um, we couldn't fix the sin problem. You know, I was listening uh, to pastor and he was saying, even if we die, right? Um, we die unrepented in our sins. We just die in our sins and go to judgment um, and be judged. But the sin problem, <laughs> would still be there, still be there. And I thank God, I thank God for loving me so. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And we, um, I believe pastor said that everyone is accepted. Everyone is accepted because everyone is invited. Everybody's invited. Oh my Lord. But we have to accept the invitation and not reject it. And I um, just those of you that are listening, 
under the sound of our voices. If you have not accepted the invitation, the whosoever will, I encourage you this morning, I implore you to accept the invitation. His love is a soul love. It's massive. He does not discriminate. He has no favorite. Right, he loves us all so much um, that he came, and I thank God. And you know, um, not that uh, a light bulb went off in my head, but it was one of those ding, ding, ding. Even to the point where uh, Pastor mentioned, you, everyone knows the truth because we like to um, conclude that some people don't believe right and and what we believe in god and jesus coming the son of god and salvation and when we say believe we say it under uh, the context of not knowing and understanding right and our job is to bring this information and knowledge to the people but yes the word of god says that man suppresses the truth in unrighteousness. So for me to not believe is a conscious effort, an act of knowing what is right and choosing not to do or obey or adhere to or comply with or turn to what is right. And it's a, for me, the light bulb went off because when we talk about Christ, when we talk about the word, we can present it not with arrogance, not with arrogance, but with confidence that the truth is being uttered out of my mouth. And you know it, even though you say, mm-mm, mm-mm. You're designed, you're created, you're made to recognize the truth of the gospel. Otherwise, this just be a trick. This would be all in vain. You know, it'd be God up there playing tricks on people. But we're designed, we're made to recognize the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation, even for the child, there's something in them, something in you something in me that God put in that we would recognize this. And it's a beautiful thing. Jesus coming, I'm looking at, a, there's just a few faces out here, really. Excuse me, only a few. But Jesus coming to bring life, he brought life. He brought salvation and life. And when we don't, and I, again, I said this um last week but again during this time there's so many things going on during this time so many emotions so many opinions so many this so many that but understand the prince of this world has a um plan and a plot and it's to bring down anything that would magnify jesus and he starts in the portals of your mind. So he tries to bring down the happy thoughts, the good thoughts. 
the joyous thoughts, the worshiping thoughts, the gratitude, the appreciation. And he replaces it with all the problems you have. Not just your problems and the other people's problems too. All your failures, all your this, it's another year, look at this, look at that. Anything. The Bible says that's why we war that way. We war with the devil that way because he tries to bring down anything that exalts God. <laughs> so remember that. Sometimes you just shake stuff off. This shake, I'm shaking that off. It's just bringing me down. It's bringing my Savior down. It's bringing me. Shake it off. Forget the presents. Forget the gifts. And I'm talking to the children too. So what? You didn't get what you wanted. You have life. Your parents are providing and taking care of you. Whether it's a grandmother, an aunt, an uncle, somebody is watching over you. Be grateful, especially if you're hearing what we're saying. That means you have exposure to technology. You're not on the street. And children aren't just the only spoiled brats, shall I say. We are adults the same way. We're spoiled. We get mad. We try to pout, manipulate God in our pouting and our downtroddenness. But after hearing that, he had a plan. Before Adam messed up, God had a plan. And the plan was for me. I always say the devil's in the details. That's something I say to say how important it is to take care of the, the, the little things that the old don't oversight. Everything is important. The devil is in the details. But Lord have mercy. God is in the details even more. Even more. And because he's in the details, I have a reason to rejoice and celebrate. Look, if he could speak through Caesar to get Jesus where he needed to be to be born, so scripture should be fulfilled, how much more? Praise God, is he taking care of me? What he spoke concerning me before I even came into this earth, he is working to fulfill that thing. He takes care of what concerns him. And people of God, you concern him. So be encouraged this morning. Thank you, Pastor, for that word. Yes. It just got all into parts of my life to understand. God is taking care of you. I don't care. I wake up every day with an ache and a pain. But I wake up. I wake up. I wake up, people of God, thank God for the little things. Teach your children to be thankful. Teach them how to pray in the morning so that they know, thank God. Just say, Lord, I thank you for waking me up. We've got a lot. He took us through. He took, he's taking us through. We're almost at the end of the year and it's been a tough year. It's been a tough year, but we're almost there, saints. 
in, in our calendar, trying to keep it focused, our calendar, we can ready to start a new year soon. So just be thankful. You hear me? Be grateful today. I'm not, you know, I love the, the lights and uh, um, the love and the peace and the joy, but it ends because it's a season. I don't know why we get hung up on stuff. This is just a season, right? Pretty soon, this, the spring clothes is going to come out on the, they're going to get rid of all these poinsettias, and they're going to be, think about January, they're going to start bringing new flowers out, because it's a season. But for you and I, it's eternal. Jesus came. He came to set forth eternity in me. So Jesus is the reason for my life. Not just this season. So don't let it bring you down. Because this too will pass. This too will pass. God be good. January, February, March, April, May, June, and July will be here. So we celebrate Jesus because we understand who he is. And he is the Savior for all times and all seasons. Amen. Come on, let's clap our hands to God. Clap them loud so they, they sound like there's more in here than there is. Amen, but we thank God. We just want to go before the throne in, in gratitude, thanking God for who he is this morning. We bless him because we're able to either hear, see, participate, and do both. Father, we thank you. We are grateful to you this morning. We are grateful that you came, that you came, that you came. We thank you for salvation. And it's not just for us, but you came for the whole world, Lord. And we bless your name. We celebrate that today. We ask you to broaden our minds, expand our thinking, and our understanding of what you did, Lord, in the name of Jesus. To the point, God, that we would be able to speak and reach to whomever you sent our way. Because we love them as you love the world. Let your love flow through us in the name of Jesus. We speak to the depressed, the oppressed, the saddened, and the downtrodden. Lord, we ask that you touch their hearts and their minds, that they be uplifted in the name of Jesus. We bind thoughts of suicide. In the name of Jesus, let them not make rash decisions, God, out of anger and disappointment, God, but bring their minds into purpose of who you are and what you have for their lives. In the name of Jesus, God, we pray uh, for those that are sick with uh, the seasonal diseases, sick with cancer, God, and and of blood diseases in the name of Jesus. Touch, heal, God. Dry up tumors, God. Those that are believing you for miracles, Lord, touch right now. Those that are battling COVID, God, we pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the vaccine, God, but we ask God for cure and eradication in the name of Jesus.
us. Move, God, not just here, but worldwide, Lord. We thank you, oh God, for um, the nursing home workers and the hospital workers, the doctors, the surgeons, technicians, nurses, oh God, porters, oh God, assistants, God, in the strengthen them and encourage them. They seem so much, Lord. Touch their spirits, God. Let them not be weary in their well-doing in the name of Jesus, God. Or help us, Lord, to be aware of the times that we're living in, oh God, in the name of Jesus, God. And we pray, Lord, that you have mercy, God. And we pray even especially for New Jersey, God, as we go into a time, Lord, where uh, marijuana has been legalized, Lord, and we're going into 2021 not knowing, oh God, uh, what it's going to bring, Lord, but we ask for your mercy and deliverance, God, for those that are already dealing and struggling with addictive behavior and alcohol and gambling and drug addictions, God, that want to be delivered, God, and we're making things more accessible, Lord. We pray, God, that you be merciful. Be merciful in the name of Jesus. God, remember the sick, even amongst living water, touch their bodies. Our elders, Elder Buchanan, and our mothers, God, touch Mother Underhill, oh God, and uh, Sister Buchanan, and uh, Sister Costin, oh God, and Sister Taylor, oh God, and Sister Barrow, oh God, and remember our Deacon Donald, God, as he is battling, God, help him to uh, re re rejuvenate his mind, Lord, in the name of Jesus and his body, Lord. We ask the ministering angels to visit, God, where we cannot go. Visit, Lord. Those that I may have missed calling out their names, touch them, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We ask this, oh God. Remember, oh God, uh, Sister Reeves, oh God, and her sister that's battling COVID and others, Lord, that are sick, God, touch them right now. We come together and ask you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, to let healing flow amongst our midst that we have praise reports because there is a bomb in Gilead to heal body and soul, Lord. And we thank you for it. And this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Press through, saints. To bless the Lord. Press through. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Amen. On behalf of our pastors, Theodore and Linda Faison, we would like to thank you for joining the Living Water Christian Center Church for our Sunday morning virtual service. Although the physical doors of our church may be closed, our ministry is committed to spreading the gospel message and staying connected with you as we shelter in place. To support our ministry with your tithes and offering, you can use PayPal at livingwaterccc, Cash App at livingh2ochurch, or Zelle at 973-902-9933. If you need any assistance 
or would like to send any prayer requests, you can contact us at 973-902-9933 or livingwater374 at gmail.com. We are also available via direct message at any of our social media platforms. Follow us at Living Water H2O Church on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay updated on our virtual worship services, Sunday school classes, prayer meetings, and Bible studies. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Be blessed and stay safe.